What is going on, everybody? I am Caleb, and welcome back to Caleb's Kung Fu Cinema. This is episode 73 of the podcast. I'm joined, as always, by my two co-hosts, my lovely wife, Amber. Hey, guys. And uh, sitting over on our side here, our dear friend, Monteris. Ni soy say. Whatever that means. <laughs> Monteris has not been here in a good minute, sir. So. It's only been a week. <laughs> it's been longer than a week. <laughs> Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, unfortunately, you, you missed the last couple episodes. I did? Yeah, I think so. Oh, no wonder my paycheck was short. Yeah. <laughs> you don't show up for work, that's what happens. Mm. Just kidding, I do not pay them to, to do this. I don't, I don't even make money doing this. <laughs> we just do this because we love, we love these movies, we do it for fun. <laughs> so, anyway, yeah, welcome back to episode 73 of Caleb's Kung Fu Cinema. Um... On a, today's uh, today's a very special episode. It's not that special. I think it's actually kind of run at the mill. There isn't really anything too crazy going on here. However, I will say uh, Amber did not sit through the entire movie when we uh, when we did this one. <laughs> Keep in mind, <laughs> it was late. We watched and this it was at <laughs> it was a long movie. It was late and it was a long movie. So I gave up about ten thirty. I said I'm going to bed. Yeah, but it's okay. We 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 know. I know uh, the movie yeah, she, well enough. She knows, it, she knows it well enough. And Monteris had forgotten that this was a three-hour movie. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> yeah. So, um, anyway, uh, yeah, before we get to our main topic, though, um, a couple of quick things I wanted to uh, uh, get out there. Uh, for, the, uh, for, the, for the news, for the physical media news, more specifically, um, recently on our very last episode of the show, we uh, talked about uh, Greek Entertainment, Blu-ray company out of the U.K., uh, coming to region uh, region A, excuse me. Uh, they're going to be releasing some stuff finally over here in the states. And for uh, for one of their very first region A releases, they are going to be putting out uh, Jet Li's Black Mask. And uh, I would say that is a classic. However, I do not remember enough of that movie to say whether or not it's a classic. I remember seeing Black Mask a really long time ago, like seeing it on DVD. I think I had rented it. It might actually not even been a DVD. It might have been a VHS. It's been that long, guys. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, I remember seeing seeing it a real long time ago. I think I rented it from Blockbuster. But again, I don't really remember anything except there's like a. I remember like one fight scene when uh, Jed is dressed up like Kato, you know, like dressed up as the, excuse me, as the Black Mask character. And then of course I remember, you know, every everybody knows a really popular still of that's the still shot of when Jed is like in midair and his legs he's like doing the splits like in between the two walls that's a that's a pretty popular gently image right there so and i remember that scene in particular as well but other than that yeah i don't really have any recollection of black mask but however i am excited that that's getting a a, a very a very solid blu-ray release and and from and from a great company like eureka so yeah that's exciting monteris looked like he wanted to say something <laughs> uh no. No? <laughs> <laughs> you have an opinion on Black Mask? <laughs> it's an awesome title to a movie. Yeah, that is a great title. I have to um, watch it, I suppose, if I ever get a physical copy of it. Yeah. For my VHS player. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and uh, also on the on the other end, for uh, Eureka, they're also releasing uh, um, the uh, two Cynthia Rothrock classics, the China O'Brien films. Haven't seen those movies either. Um, 
But uh, again, it's Cynthia Rothrock. She's amazing. And I'll watch anything with her. She is most certainly a crush of mine. <laughs> She's amazing. With all due respect to my wife who was sitting right across from me. Uh, <laughs> eh. It's all right. Yeah, it's, it's okay. All, all of her... All of our crushes are in this movie too, so yeah. yeah. So to be fair, <laughs> so, yeah, it's uh, it's only fair. Uh, but anyway, yeah, Eureka is releasing the China O'Brien films, but guess what? So is Vinegar Syndrome. That is correct. They are also releasing the China O'Brien films here in Region A. So yeah, a little clarification there. Eureka's release of China O'Brien will be in uh, Region B. Vinegar Syndrome will be Region A. So if anybody out there doesn't have region free capabilities, or if they you know just prefer one company over the other. You're, you're gonna have a, gonna have a couple of different options here. Uh, Vinegar Syndrome. Going back to them, they are also releasing a uh, another. Uh, uh, I want to say classic, maybe not, but it, it does have it does have a, a bit of a following. They are releasing a Hong Kong film, a little movie called A Man Called Hero. I've not seen that movie, at least not all of it. Um, what I have seen though, it's got some really insane CGI. It's bizarre. <laughs> it's so strange. But that's all I can really say. I know there's like a. There's a fight scene on top of the Statue of Liberty, I think. I think that's what it was. Okay. <laughs> really weird CGI. <laughs> but yeah, that movie does have a bit of a following. Young Biu is in it, and he's amazing. So, Can uh, you find a clip on YouTube? Yeah. yeah You'll I, have to show it to me. I yeah, want well, to I'll see. I'll have to show you, to show you guys that <laughs> later. Um, and then uh, after, uh, yeah, after, after that, after Vinegar Syndrome and Eureka, we also have uh, some really great releases coming from 88 Films, uh, another really great uh, Blu-ray company. They are releasing uh, The Inspector Wears Skirts 3 and 4. Um, they already released the first two. Actually, I don't think the second movie is out yet, but the first one was released, I believe, back in December. Um, I don't think the second movie's out just yet, but uh, yeah, they got those two out. And then 3 and 4 are also coming very soon. Um, they are also releasing uh, a quote-unquote Jackie Chan movie very soon called uh, Fearless Hyena Part 2. I put Jackie Chan in quotes right there because Jackie didn't actually finish that movie. He did do, uh, he did film some of it, but then he abandoned the project and it was completed without him using uh, archive footage and stand-ins. That sounds very familiar, doesn't it? Yes, yeah, it does. it's like the game of death treatment mm -hmm. right there. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah, they basically gave Fearless Hyena 2 the game of death treatment, much like they did with the, the 1978 release of Bruce Lee's Game of Death. So, yeah, that's going to be interesting. I actually already have Fearless Hyena 2 as part of my Jackie Chan Criterion collection set that I bought a couple months ago. And I have not watched that movie yet. That's kind of the last movie on my list because just from what I've heard, I'm not... I'm not, like, jumping at the chance to check that movie out. I'm definitely taking my time with Fearless Hyena Part 2. <laughs> um, and then uh, outside of that, um, another really exciting release. Uh, 88 Films is going to be releasing the classic Jet Li movie, more Jet Li here. Um, they're releasing Fist of Legend on both Blu-ray and 4K. That is huge especially for us in the Asian cinema community. Everybody loves Fist of Legend. When it comes to Jet Li, I think it's kind of unanimously... Uh, uh, people just like basically are all in agreement. Sorry, let me rephrase that. Pretty much everybody's in agreement that Fist of Legend is Jet Li's best film. It's not my favorite. My favorite is Fearless. Everybody knows that. Um, but... Uh, I will say Fist of Legend, a very close second. It's an incredible movie. It's a remake of Bruce Lee's Fist of Fury. Uh, excuse me, um, incredible action sequences uh, choreographed by Yuen Wu Ping. So, um, so yeah, I'm still really excited for that, and I definitely want to check out that one. I have Fist of Legend on a little DVD collection, the Dragon Dynasty DVD collection, and Fist of Legend's on there. And it's it's a decent presentation, but I would really like 
I'd really like to get the Blu-ray, you know, so that we can like get get like the best best audio and best picture quality and stuff like that. So yeah. Anyway, Fisto Legend, uh, coming from Eight Films on Blu-ray and 4K, super exciting. Monteros, have you seen Fisto Legend? Oh, you're really trying to drag my memory here. <laughs> um, it probably was so long ago, sir. Yeah. Like I was probably a child. <laughs> really. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, it's it's a really good movie. I would definitely, definitely, some of these definitely stuff, recommend you know, that. Some of these stuff really has to be rewatched from my archives. Honestly, like I don't know. Like <laughs> just years go by and new movies come out. Yeah, <laughs> um, that kind of thing does happen. It happens. Like yeah, get lost. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah, a lot of really exciting stuff. I always say it here. It is a very great time to be a fan of Hong Kong action films. Uh, so, yeah, everybody keep an eye out for all those really great releases that are coming very soon throughout the year. Um, so, yeah, with that out of the way, we're going to go ahead and jump into the uh, the main topic. Uh, if every anyone who listened to our previous episode, they already know what we're talking about. But for those who do not know, our main topic main discussion for today. We're going to be discussing John Wick chapter four. We already covered uh, John Wick one, two, and three. Um, I do not remember if Monterius was here. I was for, You were here for three. I remember that much. Oh, yeah. yeah I you was were here for three, three. Not one and two. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, one, I did that with Chris. And I told uh, you I loved three and you disagreed. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't disagree. I love three too. But I would I I felt it was probably the weakest installment. That does not mean it's bad though. That <laughs> it's it's amazing. I'll give it that. But I still feel like it was How probably the weakest two? one. How about two? Uh, two. I don't know. I feel like I feel like one and two would probably kind of be a toss up for my favorite. But, <laughs> but uh, three did have some amazing action. Again, I'm not I'm not taking anything away from three. I just felt it was kind of one of the weaker points. But um He didn't like the lady. <laughs> oh, you mean uh the adjudicator? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. That character I if that character just kind of felt unnecessary. So that one character. No, it? no, it wasn't just that. It was also just kind of that character felt unnecessary and then there were also just a lot of uh there were a lot of moments in three where I just kind of felt that they were just jumping around like oh john's gotta go here and do that he's gotta go there and do that he's gotta go here and then he's gotta go there and it, it just i don't well, know it his, just kind of felt like they were well, jumping around a well, lot. his life was in danger everywhere no yeah yeah but still it's just like if, if you if you want to if you want to do this you got to go do that oh but i need you to go do this first and then you can go do that and it's just yeah it's called getting favors it just kind of felt like it just kind of felt like he was jumping around a lot and traveling all these different places just for the just for the sake of doing it um just say it, Caleb. You hate Holly Berry. <laughs> no, I love Holly Berry. <laughs> I love her. She's amazing. Um, anyway, yeah. So, so yeah, we've already discussed the last three. Um, so, uh, with this uh, with this fourth film, uh, it's been out for uh, it's been out for almost a whole year. It came out in March of tw- of twenty twenty three, I think. Um, so it's been out for almost a year. Um, and personally, for me when I saw this movie, this was one of the really rare instances when I see a movie and I enjoyed it so much that I did not know what to say. Like we got out and I was just like, that was amazing, but that's all I can really say. I can't really talk about why it was amazing. I just know it was amazing. 
So, yeah, it, I just kind of found myself in a situation where I really did not know what to say, even though I highly enjoyed the movie. Yeah, John Wick Chapter 4, like, before we jump into this story and everything, I just want to clear this up. This is my new favorite installment in, in the series. Like, for, for the longest time, it was, again, like I said, it was either a toss-up between one and two. Although I, I usually lean more towards one, but Monterey's just, like, losing it. <laughs> I'm letting you finish. Yeah, but anyway... um. Yeah, it was always a toss-up between one and two, although I felt... I leaned more towards one. I just felt... This, I just felt... Things felt simpler with one. That's not a bad thing, though. It's it's not bad that, that they expanded more. I thought it was, I thought they did a very good job expanding with two and three. But, you know, the simplicity of one always made me kind of prefer that movie over all the others. But, yeah, this one, it's incredible. I love it. It's it's so good. So, yeah. You guys know how I feel. I really want to, I really want to know how Monterius feels <laughs> About what? <laughs> you know, About it, four? Yeah. Obviously, it's my new favorite. It, you seem you seem to disagree. I don't disagree, Caleb. You don't disagree, okay. I'm just, <laughs> like, was that kind of not all over the place, too, like three was? Um, He was in Osaka. For what? <laughs> For what? He was hiding. <laughs> he was... <laughs> 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 he was hiding... That's why he was there. I don't know. See, for this one, this they, they they talk about it all throughout the movie. For me, this like this movie, it's consequences. Like everything that happens in this movie is consequences. So, like he, like the movie, like the way the movie starts, John doing what he does. We're gonna jump into it, but John doing what he does in the movie, there are consequences that follow that, and then there are consequences for him hiding in Osaka, and then so on and so on. They keep talking about it. So I don't know. That's I think that's kind of why I like this one more because it just felt like it felt like, you know, what's the word? Uh, action, reaction type thing. Like everything is a reaction to what's happening in that movie. And, and, you know, with the third one, again, it just it just kind of felt like he had he just kind of had to jump through all these hoops to do certain things. And then here the mission is very simple. So, so I think that's just kind of why, probably why I gravitated more towards this one. Um, but yeah. <laughs> Should we just cut the show short today? <laughs> no. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So babe, what did you think of this movie? You know what I think. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, did, 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 do you feel how I feel? Is it like your new favorite or, I mean, I know you, I know you enjoyed it it's but. it's packed with action it's of course they're all packed with action mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah okay anyway we'll just go ahead we'll go ahead and jump into the story <laughs> valentine's day indeed yeah <laughs> this is basically our valentine's episode yeah so uh yeah we're gonna be talking about john wick chapter four again this movie was released last year 2023 it was directed once again by chad stahelski who directed uh the other films although the first movie he co-directed it with a uh, uh, david leach but uh yeah he uh chad comes back directs john wick chapter four uh for the cast of course we got keanu reeves the man returning as john wick we also have uh, Ian McShane returning as Winston. Uh, we have Lawrence Fishburne returning as the Bowery King. We have Lance Reddick, rest in peace, uh, returning as uh, Sharon. Um, yeah, unfortunately, Lance passed away right around the time that this movie was released, which was uh, very unfortunate. He was an amazing actor, and he is great in these movies. He's uh, very, very dearly missed. But um, anyway... Um, 
And then, uh, yeah, that's pretty much our returning cast. And then for uh, all of the newcomers, there are a lot of newcomers in this movie. So we got Bill Skarsgård. Uh, it. Yeah, <laughs> who's who's become pretty pretty well known for playing Pennywise in the the It remakes. Um, and then we also have a uh, Donnie Yen himself. The yes, goat. yeah, or, or Daddy Yen, as Amber <laughs> likes to call him. <laughs> yes, we got Daddy Yen <laughs> in this movie. He is incredible. We got a uh, Shamir Anderson. He is also excellent in this movie. Um, and then we got Clancy Brown, Mr. Krabs himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for those who don't know, Clancy Brown is the voice of Mr. Krabs in the SpongeBob series. And you wouldn't tell in this movie. Yeah, because he, you know, whenever he does Mr. Krabs' voice, he's like really dialing it up and his voice is like raspier and stuff like that. So it's it's like almost hard to tell, but he's he's great. Um, but uh, yeah, we also have a, we also have the man, Hiroyuki Sonata, Scorpion, Kenji from Rush Hour 3. He's he's in this movie. He is also incredible. Uh, we got Rina Sawayama. I believe this was her first movie. Mommy. Yeah, she's incredible <laughs> as well. Um, and then we got uh, got another great guy, Marcos Aurore, in this movie. He is incredible. His character is uh, interesting in this movie. Insanely tough. Like, this dude, like, there are a lot of moments throughout this movie where you're just like, why can't you just die? Because <laughs> a lot of stuff happens to him, and he just keeps coming back. He's an insanely tough character. Um, anyway, uh, then also closing it out, we have a we have a Scott Daddykins, <laughs> as, as I really call him. Yeah, Scott Atkins is in this movie. Oh man, I remember when they announced that he was in this movie, and I. I, I lost it. I was like, that is so great, great choice. Um, but pretty much every announcement they made for the cast here, like first it was, it was really good. First it was, you know, like first they said, Hiroki Sonata's going to be in it. I was like, oh my God, that's incredible. Donnie is going to be it. Stop. He's like, stop. My brain's going to explode. And then, you know, Marco's Roar is in it. Like, oh my God, please. Like, what are you doing to me? <laughs> um, and then, uh, yeah, and then uh, after after Scott, our final final cast member, at least our you know our our, our main cast here, we have a uh, Natalia uh, Tana. I hope I pronounced that correctly. Um, so that's our cast. A lot a lot of newcomers, and all these characters are really really good. We did not get enough of them. Like we got so much of them, but also not enough at the same time. <laughs> like a lot of people have been lobbying for you know Donnie Yen. To get a solo spinoff movie, which I think that would be amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and people, you know, also like want Shamir Anderson to get a solo movie. That would also be really great. Um, we want Raina. <laughs> yeah, her too. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be really cool too. But I mean, um, I think, I don't know. It, it, it depends on what they would want to do because, because if they wanted to do a spinoff with Donnie's character, they could either go the prequel route or they could go the sequel. Although I feel like it'd probably go more the prequel route. route yeah. Excuse me. To see. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Before he donated his. Before he donated stuff. his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but I mean you know granted for those who don't know spoiler a fifth Jolly movie is in development and they may go down they may go down that road then and so you know maybe if they did a Donnie spinoff he would it would be a prequel but we'll see. Um, so yeah, the cast out of the way. We're gonna gonna go and jump into the main story. Uh, a little fun fact though um, about uh, about the John Wick character in this movie. In this movie, he is a man of very few words. He does not speak much in this movie. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and uh, rumor has it that Keanu himself he deliberately cut most of his own dialogue out of this movie. I do not know why. 
but I'm glad he did it. Because, <laughs> I don't know, when you watch this movie, and there are a lot of times, like, when someone's talking to him, he doesn't say a word. And it's like, I don't care that he's not saying anything. All you need is a look. Yeah, he doesn't need to say anything. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a it's an interesting move, but I'm also glad he did it. So, uh, so yeah, just throwing that out there. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, so we're going to jump into the story. So, yeah, um, John Wick Chapter 4, it picks up, I don't know how long it's been. It's been some time after the events of uh, Parabellum, obviously. Um, John Wick has gone underground with the uh, the Bowery King, and uh, he has been training and recovering, getting ready to go back out there and uh, and excuse me, take on the uh, take on the high table himself. Um, we uh, we see John like training on a Makiwara board, and uh, Bowery King comes in. Says, you ready, John? And John goes, Yeah. <laughs> and uh and then we cut uh uh john is back in morocco which you know he visited morocco in the third film he's riding throughout the desert on horseback you know we got a horseback gunfight which is cool um he is there to confront the elder because in the third film he uh he went and saw the elder and he cut his own ring finger off and gave the elder his ring which was his way of you know coming back into the fold because he wanted he wanted the high table off his back. However, you know, things did not go that way in the third film and John ended up uh uh getting shot and falling off a uh, falling off the roof the continental in New York. But anyway, he is yeah, he's back and he is he's here confronting the elder to get his ring back. This elder though is different. This is not the same elder from the first movie. Or not first movie, excuse me, third movie. Um, yeah, this is not the same elder from the third movie. We don't know what happened to that one. He just says that elder is gone. And, uh, his ring is also gone. Yeah, John, uh, yeah, so John is shit out of luck, basically. That elder's gone, and his ring is also gone. Um, and there's some, uh, you know, and, and throughout this entire, this entire movie, and, and it happens, it happens, like, in, it happens as well as in the other three movies, but, uh, something that happens, or something that comes up in conversation, I'll say, something that comes up in conversation all throughout this movie is, is, you know, John, um, everyone is, like, telling him, you know, this isn't about, uh, this isn't about love. It's not about, you know, the dog that she lost or anything like that. You know, the only reason that, the only reason that we've gotten to this point is because, you know, John, he can't, um, he can't escape who he is. Like, he can't, like, no matter how much he tries to fight it, no matter how much he tries to deny it, you know, he's a killer and, you know, it's in his nature, it's in his blood, and that's always what he's going to be. John, of course, you know, is always kind of kind of denying this, even though not really saying anything. He's just, you know, it uh, doesn't really seem like he's accepting that. But, you know, when you think about it, that is true. Because, you know, granted, in the first movie, I love the first movie, like I said, um, you know, it could have... Actually, no, let me, take, let me take that back. First movie, you know, again... You know, he, he did what he did in the first movie because he lost, you know, lost his dog. You know, anybody probably would have done that same thing. Not really. Um, That's a bit dramatic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like, uh, it, it, but, but like, that's, that's the interesting thing about it though, is that, you know, it's, you know, he found himself in a situation where he could have just let it go, but he couldn't, he couldn't do it. And so it's, and so it's like, okay, you know, he, he, he did what he did out of love and, you know, and trying to like get revenge and stuff like that and just kind of, kind of like justify everything. But at the same time, it's just like, you know, you couldn't let it go, meaning that, you know, this is, this is what you are, you know, no matter how much you want to deny it, you, you can't, like, this is just what you are. Um, which, you know, again, that is absolutely true. Uh, but anyway, 
Yeah, uh, so John, he kills the elder, uh, shoots him dead, um, which it, uh, he, basically he did this because he thought if he killed the elder, the elder is the one who sits above the table, the only guy who sits above the table. So I think he figured, you know, if I killed the elder, then they'll stop coming after me. But no, it gets a hell of a lot worse. <laughs> so after John kills the elder, we cut back to New York at the New York Continental and we meet, um... We meet, we meet Clancy Brown's character, who is, who is, uh, he's what's known as a harbinger. And he is there to, uh, to tell, uh, Winston and Sharon that the, uh, that the New York Continental has been condemned and it will be demolished in one hour. Um, and this is because, uh, uh, Winston did not kill John in the, uh, in the third movie, even though he's, even though he keeps saying, I shot him, uh, yet he lives, and look at what he has done. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the um, so yeah, the Continental's been condemned. Uh, Winston and Sharon, they go to visit our main villain, uh, who is uh, called the Mar... My, please excuse my, uh, my French, it's terrible. Uh, the Marquis de Gramont. Um, he's played by Bill Skarsgård. Um, I think you pretty much nailed it. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Winston and Strong go visit the Marquis, and um, and yeah, again, the Marquis. He is pretty much a high table member who has been given infinite resources by the high table to take out John and to handle everything that has happened, like with John with Winston. Um, so yeah, um, the Continental. Like we 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 see Winston and uh, the Marquis and Strong having a conversation. And then the Continental gets blown up, and then uh, in a very uh, in a very weird twist, the Marquis kills Sharon. You know, and again, you know, sadly, Lance Reddick passed away when this film was released, and that's I don't know, that's just very strange coincidence right there. But uh, you know, that's such as life, as I say in the movie. Um, anyway, um, <clears throat> after. Uh, so yeah, after this scene, uh, we cut over and we meet um, we meet uh, another one of our main characters, Kane, who's played by Daddy Yen, or excuse me, Donnie Yen. <laughs> so yeah, we meet Kane. Um, I will say, as much as I love this character, his haircut in that first scene is weird. <laughs> He's got like a coconut head going, <laughs> coconut haircut going right there. I thought it was kind of weird. I remember like when we first saw it and we saw the hair, I was like, that is clearly fake cool yeah <laughs> yeah um but anyway uh yeah so we meet kane he is a uh he's he's a retired assassin who is blind um uh he is uh i don't say visiting his daughter because he's not like visiting her he's just he's keeping his distance um so anyway uh yeah we meet kane and he uh he meets with the marquee and the marquee tells him uh I need you to uh, to kill John Wick for me, and he gives him he gives him like he gives him a card that's got Braille on it, and uh, Kane goes to read it. He doesn't even read the whole thing. He just like kind of goes like halfway through, and he knows it's John Wick, and he's like, oh, "Okay, great." Um, uh, but anyway, yeah, Kane initially refuses. He doesn't he doesn't want to do it because uh, you know he's retired. But not just that, him and John are also old friends. They knew each other very well, and they were pretty. They they seem to be pretty close at some point. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, uh, Kane doesn't want to doesn't want to do this. Uh, but the Marquis tells him, you know, if you don't, you know, then you know we're gonna kill your daughter and kill you. So you don't really have a choice. So Kane, yeah, he reluctantly agrees to uh, to uh, help catch John. Excuse me. And then, um, uh, 
afterwards, we cut to Osaka, Japan, at the Continental there. Um, John is hiding out, excuse me, hiding out in the Osaka Continental. The, that Continental is ran by a guy named Koji, who is played by Hiroyuki Sonata. And uh, Koji's daughter, um, Akira, she is the concierge of the mm. hotel. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so uh, they're hiding out, or John, sorry, John is hiding out at this Continental. Uh, however, uh, um, Koji's daughter, Akira, she does not know that John is there. Um but then we see, uh, we do see Koji and John have a conversation. We also get our introduction to a character uh, played by Shamir Anderson, a character called the Tracker, um, which uh, or Mister Nobody. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, he. Um, so we get our introduction to him, and he's got his, uh, he's got a pet German Shepherd, his emotional support animal, as he likes to say. Um, he's the dog's emotional support human. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and, there, and there's a funny scene too, like whenever we see like Koji and Akira like walking, and Koji sees the dog and he says, "There is a dog in my lobby." <laughs> and then Akira says, "It's an emotional support animal." He says, oh, "Of course it is." <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah, um, uh, we we see uh, we see Ko- Koji and John having having a conversation, and then uh, next thing you know, uh, Kane and uh, so. I do not know how to pronounce his character's name. I think it's Ch- Chidai. I don't know. That's Margo Zoror's character. We get we, like we, we meet him. He is basically the Marquis bodyguard. I think it's pronounced Chidai. That's what he's credited as, but he never actually we never hear his name. I was name gonna in the say movie. I didn't I didn't even think he had a name. I thought yeah, he we was don't, just Yeah, we don't hear his name in the movie, but you know, if you like look at the you look at the castles, he's credited as should I? I you guess might as well I say just it. call him Marco Zoror. You might as well call him <laughs> Mar- just, just Marco. Uh, but anyway, yeah, we we uh, we see Kane, uh, Kane and Marco show up, and they got a whole bunch of guys with them, and they come to the they come to the Osaka Continental because they know John is there, and so um, wish the hotel was real. By the way, it's nice. It was a really nice hotel. Yeah. Um, so we uh, yeah they they go there to catch John. Um, Kane tries to reason with Koji. Koji is telling them, you know, you know, okay, uh, I'll let you search the place, but as you know. Uh, no business can be conducted on these grounds, so I'm gonna have to ask you to surrender your weapons. Um, uh, however, they're not they're not gonna do that. And then Kane shows up, and he's trying to reason with Cody. He says, "Like, please just like just let them search the place." Um, not Cody, only that, he's in a suit, yeah, and his hair slicked back. He cut and... his hair. There's no birds in here. There's no birds in here. Yeah, uh, but anyway. Uh, <laughs> um so yeah uh, anyway um uh because Cody's not letting them pass they uh they they declare the the Osaka Continental deconsecrated which means they can now do whatever they want there um but anyway Koji he gets his staff to come in and they've got uh they've all got swords and bows and all you know all this stuff and then huge fight ensues um uh, John and Akira join in the fight as well. Um, and then we just get like one really big action sequence. This might be my favorite one. Like, fair, like very, like, okay, I'll say it's probably, Already? Yeah, oh, that's what yeah, I, this might be my favorite one. Like, really, I think this is the best one. But that's just kind of like a personal thing. I think if you want to talk on a technical level, the big one at the end is probably the best, technically speaking. But for me, just personal, this might be because my you got a fantasy matchup, right? Pretty much, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Because mm-hmm. you, you you get to see something that you like really wanted to see. Um, it's because it's because you're it's because you're a fourth Japanese. <laughs> no, I wouldn't say it's just because <laughs> of that. Um, but anyway, um, it takes place in the homeland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, 
anyway, yeah, so um, we get big action sequence. Um, there's a funny, funny moment where they're all fighting in the kitchen, and we see Kane. He's just sitting there eating a bowl of noodles. He, like, doesn't want anything to do with this. He's just sitting there eating. Even Marco's like, hi, <laughs> blind man. <laughs> like, do your job. <laughs> and Kane's like, okay. And, and so he gets out there, and he starts fighting all the guys. And he does an incredible job. There's a really clever little, little bit in the sequence where he puts those electronic doorbells, like, on the walls and stuff like that, so that when people pass by, it goes off. Are and he knows where they are um i like how i like how it wasn't one of those things because usually whenever they have a character in a movie like this they have a character that's blind they usually they usually kind of portray the character as they may as well not be because you know there's this it's like they're okay they're blind but in a manner of speaking they can see i don't know here this felt different i don't know if it's just me but for me this felt different like it's like you know like you really you really believe that he's blind. You know, it's kind of like with Daredevil. You know, mm-hmm. like Daredevil, he is blind, but at the same time, he's kind of not. I was just going to say that because, yeah. yeah. I don't know. For me, it just kind of, I mean, I mean, if you guys have different takes on this, I'd love to hear it. But for me, I don't know. It just kind of felt different. He didn't, it didn't seem that way. It seemed like, okay, he is blind. I definitely believe it. So that that's just, that's just me. Though. Yeah, there were certain movements like when he's like trying to feel and he's just like, yeah. but like other times, like I said last night. He's like so calm. He's very calm when he's like hitting people and doing all this stuff. And yeah, you could. It makes you think if he can really see. Because in Daredevil, you know, he didn't move his eyes, and I was like so taken aback. I was like, how is he doing it without moving his eye? Like, yeah, <laughs> without moving his eyes. Not to, not to mention, not to mention that you know, even even like like going back to Daredevil, like even even in that show, Daredevil, you know, himself, he even like admits. You know, because I think it was in season three, he even like admitted that he doesn't even need that cane. Mm-hmm. He's, he he like literally said it's just for show. <laughs> he literally said that, you know. But at the same time, they they're like, you know, they would ask him like, "Can you really see?" And he'd say, "No, not exactly." But then they, you know, it, it's like he like literally said, you know, the cane is just just an act. Basically, he doesn't even really need it. But you know, again, here I felt you know, Kane, he needs Kane himself. He did need it. Like it really felt it. I don't know. It just it just felt like he actually really was. I actually bought into it. Um. Anyway, uh, there's also a really great um it man reference. You know when he does like the really fast chain punches. I loved that. Got a huge <laughs> kick out of that. That was so great. Um. Yeah. Like we wouldn't notice that, Donnie. Yeah. <laughs> it's like how he did it. And he did the thing. <laughs> He's known for that. Um. <laughs> yep. There it is. <laughs> um, uh. But anyway, yeah. Um. Yeah, really, really great, really great reference right there. And again, I love the whole thing with the doorbells and all that. It's a really, really great sequence. Um, what the hell were they? Well, on his persons, like it's so. Big. Oh yeah, he's just pulling them out of his pocket. It's like what? He's like, and you're like, he's pulling them out of the same pocket too. It's like he pulls like like in the coat pocket, he pulls it out, like sticks it right there on the wall, moves. Pulls out of the same pocket. <laughs> right maybe one thing where it was like ta- just attached to the maybe. jacket. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, it's like Batman's utility belt. He pulls like this huge thing out of his belt. Like, where did that come from? <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah. Uh, and then we get, uh, you know, again, we get, um, like I was, like we were talking about a second ago, we get a dream moment right here. We get Keanu Reeves, John Wick fighting Donnie Yen. I, I have been wanting that. I remember like whenever they announced that this movie was was happening and they announced that Donnie Yen and Scott Atkins were going to be in the movie. I said, oh, how amazing would it be if Keanu fights these guys? 
and he does. <laughs> um, so, uh, and plus, like, right before he fights Kane, we get the nunchuck sequence. I went crazy for that, that too. Yeah. I love when Keanu breaks out the nunchucks. I love it. He's just like repeatedly bashing one dude in the head, just like like circular motions, bashing that dude's head in with the nunchucks. It was so great. Um, uh, a lot of shooting because the guys that they're fighting are like wearing body armor. And so he has to like keep shooting in order for it to actually have any effect on them. Um, Wasting bullets. Yeah, a lot of shooting. <laughs> um, but yeah, we get we get uh, John Wick against Kane. Really great sequence. Um, I love I love those like I love that really quick conversation they have like whenever they see each other. And John asks Kane. He says, "They gave you my name." And Kane says, "Yeah." And John says, "I'm sorry." And Kane says, "Me too." <clears throat> and then they just start shooting. <laughs> um, and uh, anyway, they um, yeah, they we get like really we get a we get a really good fight sequence between the two. There is one moment where you know again this this helps me. Um, this like also helped me like kind of buy into you know the fact that Donnie's character really is blind. He thought John was dead mm-hmm. for like a for like a good couple of seconds right there because like you know he, he like they're shooting and John like falls through the through the glass and and Kane is like standing there he says are you dead John and John's not moving he isn't saying a word and then you see, and then you see Kane he like kind of starts to like drop his guard you know kind of starts to like just kind of like put his arms down he really he like really thought John was dead right there but then John moved and then he heard it and he knew he was still alive you know again if it was Daredevil. He would know the person's alive because he could hear the, he could like hear the breathing or you know because mm-hmm. like even if they're not breathing very loudly he can still hear it because his hearing is is like is super sensitive or he can hear heartbeat yeah or he can hear the heartbeat yeah. or something like that um, but anyway yeah um, so they they're fighting they fight a little bit more but then uh, uh, John manages to escape from Kane because of the tracker. Uh, we and so we uh, the tracker and uh, John they also like run into each other and have a really quick conversation. Uh, the tracker, so he is basically a bounty hunter, but he is protecting John until the price on his head goes up. Like he's he like wants it to reach a certain price, and it's for him because twenty million is not enough. Yeah, for him that's not enough. Like it's like, it's like I need more than <laughs> I need more than twenty million. Um, so yeah, he is yeah. So yeah, he's basically protecting John, keeping anybody from killing him because he wants to be the one to kill him and get that bounty. You know what? I'm just gonna be the one to say, black people just greedy. <laughs> like, come on out, twenty million dollars. Come on now. You said it. <laughs> get your people out of print shop. Stop playing. <laughs> Jeez. Oh man. Okay. So. <laughs> so um. Anyway. Uh. Yeah, John. He um. He continues to make his to to like make his escape from the Osaka the Osaka Continental, and then we get another a fight sequence between Kane and Koji. This was also great. This was something I wanted to see too. I wanted to see these two guys go at it. You cried, I, didn't you? Did I cry? No. <laughs> <laughs> it was sad, yeah, but I didn't cry. Um, but uh, no, yeah, I don't know if they've worked together before. So as far as I know, this was like a first time yeah. thing, like for Donnie and Hiroyuki Sonata to. You know, to battle it out here. This is a good fight sequence. I like this one. Um, the uh, you know, and uh, and uh, Cody's daughter Akira is there too. Um, uh, you know, again, Kane he he gives Koji several chances to just walk away, but Koji can't do it. You know, because again, he's like 
it's, it's for him, it's about loyalty and it's about honor, you know, and he feels, you know, he's like saying Cain has forgotten these things, you know, so he's going to stand there and fight. He's not, he's not just going to run away. Um, but he yeah. even told him, he said, take care of your daughter. He was going to leave. Yeah, he, he was he... trying to let him go, um, <laughs> but he couldn't. Uh, uh, anyway, yeah, so yeah, Cain, he reluctantly kills Koji, but he lets, he lets, um, he lets Akira live. And, uh, and he even like tells Akira, like Akira tries to fight him. He says, nope. To don't even try. He says, just live. Like, go live your life. And she, and he lets her go. She leaves, but Kane does tell her, he says, I'll be waiting for you. Like, you know, if you ever, if you ever decide to come after me, I'll be waiting. Um, so, uh, um, then we see, um, we see, uh, John and Akira, they both get on a train. And, uh, and Akira, like, asks John who Kane is, and Kane, like, tells her that he, you know, he was a friend and stuff like that. And, um, and then they, they, they part, they part ways and, uh, John, uh, John heads back to, uh, to New York. We do get another scene though. I think that, yeah, I think this, this particular scene happens in France because we see the Marquis, he meets with, uh, he meets with the tracker, Mr. Nobody, and this is where he stabs him in the hand because <laughs> he was, because he tells him, he, because he told, uh, yeah, the tracker, he tells the Marquis that he wants 26 million, yeah, he says he wants twenty six million for John, and he's like, "Okay, we got a deal." But then he stabs him in the hand. <laughs> you know what he reminds me of, the Marquis? Who? He or reminds me of a spoiled child. Oh yeah, definitely. He's definitely got that vibe of I'm gonna get what I want, and if I don't, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make <laughs> I'm gonna make a scene. Like I am gonna act out. Like yeah, okay. Just the way he was eating off that food table when he was talking to Kane, I was like, "This guy's a this guy's a <laughs> dork. He's a tool. This guy's a." <laughs> Yeah, let, let me let me ask you like now that now that you now that you've like now that we've established that let me ask, uh, who's like like which character do you prefer? Do you prefer the Marquis from John Wick Four or do you prefer Santino from John Wick Two? Because they both were kind of similar in that way, I think. It was because hmm. Santino he's he's like he's like my sister got the chair at the high table, but I wanted it. I want you to kill my sister. <laughs> God, they're kind of neck and neck, aren't they? A little bit, yeah. Although, yeah. although, although the Marquis didn't Give like me. have a sibling rivalry thing going on. Of course, I hated Santino. He got on my nerves. Give me, yeah. Give me the Marquis. Yeah, the Marquis. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Santino got on my nerves. Yeah, I like I like him better too. Because um, you know, because he's like uh, you know, the Marquis. He has his moments of being absolutely insane. Oh yeah. Like you know, again, he stabs he stabs a tracker in the hand and stuff like that. You know, he he kills Sharon. He blows up the Continental. So he like definitely has his moments of being like completely unhinged. Santino is just. You know, cry baby. Yeah, <laughs> like the, yeah, yeah. wants the wants the chair. I, like, want, I wanted the chair that I did, but my sister got it. <laughs> like da- daddy died and my sister got it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay. Uh, okay. So. Uh, so anyway, yeah. Um, yeah, we we do we do get that scene anyway. We cut back to New York. John is back in New York, and he meets with Winston at a Sharon's uh, grave, and Winston. Uh, John asks Winston, like, who is this guy that's coming after me and all that? And, uh, and Winston tells him, oh, it's, it's, uh, Marquis. He is, uh, he's been given unlimited resources by the high table to take you out. Um, and, uh, and John says, okay, well, I'll, I'll just kill him. <laughs> it's like, Winston says, what, what are you going to do about it? And he says, I'm going to kill him. He says, oh, you do that. They're just going to replace, replace him. Like it's never, it's just, it's just, you know, like if you want to, if you want to end this, you need to do it the smart way. You can't just do it. Can't just be like an endless cycle of killing. 
Um, so Winston tells John, he says, if you want to, if you want to kill this guy and you want to be free of the high table, you need to do it the smart way. And that is challenge the marquee to a duel, single combat. Make a deal with him. Yeah. And so, um, and, and, you know, and if he, and if he issues this challenge, you know, then, then the, the stipulation can be that John is completely free of the table if he wins. Um, so, uh, but in order for him to get this, to like issue this challenge, he needs to rejoin his old, his old family, the, the Rusca Roma, which we met them in chapter three. Um, he needs to rejoin them in order to, um, in order to issue the challenge because he can't just issue it himself. Like he needs a family to represent him. So he heads to Germany and, uh, and goes to meet with, uh, goes to meet with his old family so that they can, uh, like reinduct him back into the group and he can, uh, and, and then they can issue the challenge. Uh, when he gets there though, um, it's not going to be that simple. It's one of the things <laughs> where to things get like, this, yeah, you, you have it. to do this first for me. Yeah, they're, 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 oh, like Parabellum. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Here they jumped, like, yeah, they jumped around just a little bit right here. Yeah, it's not too mm. Yeah, but again, too but yeah, but again, I just, I don't know. It, it, it felt, it felt like there was like a clear cut goal. Yeah. Right here, which is what I felt separated it from the, <laughs> from the, from the other one. The goal in three was not to die. <laughs> so we could get to four. Yeah. Um, so, um, see it, uh, John, he goes to Berlin, he meets with the Rooster Roma, and, um, excuse me, he meets with them, and they, uh, put him in a noose, and that's so disrespectful. Yeah, they put him in a noose, and, and, and he, uh, and we see him have a conversation with a, uh, what was her name, uh, Katia, I think is how you pronounce it, um, uh, yeah, Katia, she is apparently John's adoptive sister. For Americans, it's Katia. Katia, yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, so, uh, yeah, um, so yeah, John, meet, he meet, he meets with her, and, uh, and she is now the leader of the Rooster Roman because her father, who was the leader, he is dead, and so she took his place as the leader, and she tells John, okay, uh, if you want to rejoin us, then I want you to go kill the guy who killed my father. It's a guy named Killa Harkin. Killa, yes, K I L L A. <laughs> Thought that was interesting. I um, must have missed the part where she was his adoptive sister. I don't remember that. I think you got to read, read, read the read, read the, the cast list or something. I think they establish huh. it through that that he is her that she, that she is his adoptive sister. Huh. But you know, again, that was his family, so to speak. So because he was an orphan, you know, right, so, right, okay. You know, so that, again, yeah, in, a, in a manner of speaking, she is his sister. That makes sense. Yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah, she tells him that he needs to kill the guy who killed her father, gotten kill a Harkin, and uh, and John says, "Okay, I'll do it." And so, uh, <laughs> and then we meet Klaus. <laughs> I love this character right here, Klaus. I am Klaus. <laughs> that's all he can say. <laughs> he, that's all he can say. You say like we. Uh, like uh, they, like John agrees to go after Killa, and then he says, "I need a way in." And then she says, "Klaus will show you the way." And then we meet Klaus, <laughs> and he just walks up to John and says, "I am Klaus." And then he like hits him. I don't. What was it like a like a belt or a rope or something? He he just like smacks him across the face with like whatever it was. And then John's like, "John." <clears throat> and then he hits him again. He says, "I am Klaus." <laughs> uh, and then he takes him to Killa, and this is where we meet Scott Daddykins. Yeah. <laughs> we, Scott Big Daddy Atkins. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we meet Scott Atkins, who is playing Killa Harkin in this movie. Um yeah, Scott uh he wore a uh, he wore a bodysuit to make him look bigger in this movie. Uh which uh 
I'll be honest, I was surprised that they still had him fighting the way that he does. Because, you know, Scott, very well known for his acrobatics and his really crazy kicks and stuff like that. And he does that in this movie, and so... He pulls it off, too. Yeah, he look, he still looked great, like, even though, even, like, even with the suit. Because when I first saw the picture of him and they have him in the suit, I was like, okay, I don't have a problem with the way he looks. But I'm a little worried that, you know, he may not fight. I really wanted to see him fight. Cause, but I was just kind of worried that he may they may not have him do it. But then we, you know, we get here. He actually does fight. And he did he did very well. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, we uh, we we meet Killa, and uh, again, like one more moment from Klaus. Uh, like Klaus gives Killa this letter, and he like reads it, and he's and he tells Klaus, he's just, he's like, oh, tell your boss, tell your boss, I appreciate this and all that. And, and Klaus says, I'm Klaus, and he leaves. So, um, so anyway, uh, I'm Groot. Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, and so John, he he sits down to uh, to talk with Killa, but then Kane and uh, Mister Nobody show up, and uh, and they're all there trying to kill John. Um, uh, but uh, Killa he proposes that they play uh, a little card game to decide who's gonna die and who isn't. Mm. Um. And I like uh, I like when Killa he like looks at the tracker he looks at Kane and says you want to kill him you want to kill him I want to kill him and he, he looks at John and says what about you Mister Wick and he says I'm going to kill you and uh, that's a great that's a great line right there um, so anyway they play a little card game um, uh, Killa cheats though because of course, of course he does yeah he cheats uh, but anyway yeah John he uh, he uh, cuts his neck with the card. <laughs> Must have been some sharp cards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, uh, then killer cards. Killer cards. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Perfect. Trademark. Mm. <laughs> Copyright. DSB. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Huge, huge fight breaks out. I, I like this one too. We get, you know, we get John and we get Killer fighting again. Killer. He looks great. You know, he does. He does really well. Like even with the suit on and everything, he does, he throws some good kicks and stuff like that. Uh, John shot him in the ass too. Like Killer tried to run away. Like after his after you know John cut him with the with the card, he tried to run, but then John shot him in the ass. And then <laughs> and then right when they start fighting, Killer like says in German, he says, "You shot me in the ass, <laughs> no uh, bastard." Yeah. <laughs> and then they start fighting, and Killer he is taking john to the cleaners <laughs> like he is beating him down uh john does manage to like take him down you know and just like start laying into him but yeah killer he was he was uh he he was like uh what's the word he had the upper hand on john you know but it, it's been established like all throughout the movies that john wick he he can fight but he can't strike mm-hmm. his strike is horrible like if he can get a hold of you and like take you down like his his like game is you know his jujitsu and the and the and the judo and the sambo like that's that's like his that's like his strong suit there. So if he can like grab a hold of you and take you down, you know he'll break your break your arm, break your leg, choke you out, something like that, or just shoot you. But um, yeah, he, yeah again, it, it's been pre- made pretty clear that he can't strike. <laughs> so meanwhile, in this club, everybody's dying and nobody's everybody's <laughs> dancing, everybody's, nobody's dancing. Running. having a good time. <laughs> they thought it was part of the show. That, that that's how that's how it always goes in these movies. They think it's part of the show. Well, they're all on X. <laughs> That too, yeah. That too. With some of the dance moves these people were doing, I wouldn't. I, yeah, I definitely wouldn't be surprised if they were if they were doing X. My guys, run! <laughs> so uh, yeah, John uh, 
John, he uh, he's fighting Killa. He's also fighting uh, some of Killa's uh, men. There's tomahawks being thrown and stuff like that. That's real. That's really cool. Uh, there's like one really cool shot where John throws a tomahawk at this one dude, hits him right in the head. The dude just like cuts a whole ass backflip and then just lands on the ground. Um, and there's and there's another one where uh, where Killa he knocks John like all over that balcony and then he hits that thing and then hits the ground. That looked like it hurt. Um, but John, he kills Killa by um, just shoving him like over a railing and he falls onto the staircase mm-hmm. right on his head. Like like falls like vertical right on his head and dies. And then when John like rolls him over his head, it's like or his like neck is all like this. I mean <laughs> his compression right there. Um, and John uh, and John pulls one of Killa's uh, gold teeth out. Because uh, they told him to bring proof of death, so he brings that. Uh, don't prove anything. <laughs> a tooth, like, yeah. he, like he might have taken that out for you, for all I know. <laughs> so um, take a pitch. Oh, he don't got a phone, huh? John doesn't have a phone. Yeah, I guess not. <laughs> I'll say it again. Scott is such a good villain. He is. He's really good. He's yeah. such a good villain. Yeah, he's. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we've said it before on here. He's come such a long way. In terms of acting, he used to not be that great. He was never horrible, but he was. At one point, he was he was just kind of wooden, you yeah. know. But yeah, he has come so far. It, excuse me, especially like seeing him here, he like really owns this role too. Dude, he's like great with the accent because his character is German. Mm-hmm. Does really great with the accent and you know like the like the facial expressions he does and stuff like that. He he like really plays into this. He does a very good job. Um, and, and he's you know and and Scott himself has. Uh, uh, ever since the movie came out, he has gotten pretty He's popular. Gotten, yeah. Like a lot of people talk, have talked about him since then. Um, but anyway, back to, yeah, back to the movie. So after he after John kills Killa, um, uh, he heads back to the Roma and he shows them the gold tooth, you know, proof, proof of death. And so they reinduct him back into the group. Um, and then uh, we cut back over to Winston. Um, he is acting as John second, and he issues the challenge to the Marquis. And the uh, conditions of this challenge are John will be free of the high table for good. And Winston will get his precious hotel back and will also be reinstated as the manager. I love, like, later on whenever John finds out that that was one of the conditions. He just looks at That he like, gets the hotel back and everything. He looks at him like, seriously? <laughs> I just have one question. What? How did they get them big-ass paintings in that room? Those are, yeah. Those them are, things can't fit through a, a door. Yeah, that's a really big... Well, they were big paintings. Yeah. Well, you you know, you assemble them in the... No. Yeah, they, no they come in crates, separate yeah. crates. You would, know, you would know. You got a bunch of them. <laughs> Allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. <laughs> yeah. So them some big, big old paintings. I mean, I guess it's possible they probably just like rolled the painting up. It's, I mean, you, when the frame is separated and you get the paper, it's, it, it's ways. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there are ways. So, um, anyway, yeah, those are those are the conditions. John will be free. Conan will be rebuilt. rebuilt sorry. And uh, Winston will be reinstated as manager. Um, so, anyway, uh, John and Winston, they meet with uh, the Marquis and Kane and the Harbinger in uh, Paris. And um, here they have a... Uh, here they have basically a little, uh, it's kind of like a little card game to determine where this will take place, when, what weapons will be used, and uh, it, it's almost kind of like, a, what's the word, what's the name of that game, like war, like you lay one card, the other person lays one card, whoever has higher number wins, um, 
so like they you know they they have like this little card game here and uh and uh, it is determined that the uh, the duel will take place at sunrise at Sakura Kur, and they will use dueling pistols. Uh, which, for those who don't know, the way that works is uh, the two people with the dueling pistols. These are one shot pistols, um, and uh, you stand thirty paces from each other, or it depends. Like they agree on the paces, depending on the situation. But anyway, they stand at a certain pace from each other. You know, then they shoot. Nobody dies. Then you get closer, shoot, and so on and so on until someone's dead. Um, uh, so yeah, the the date and the time of what's going to happen has all been has all been established. Um, John, uh, uh, not John, sorry, the Marquis. The Marquis decides though he is going to nominate Kane to take his place in the duel. Uh, and at first, Kane is like. Fight your own battles. <laughs> so I'm not doing it. Uh, but the Marquis tells him, he says, no, if you do this for me and you win, you and your daughter will be free. I'll, I'll you know, I'll, I'll let you, I'll let you reunite with her. You can, you two can just live your lives. Um, so yeah, he, he made, he forces Kane to, uh, to, uh, to fight for him in the duel. Um, and then, um, so we cut back over to John. He meets with Winston and the Bowery King. The Bowery King brings him a new suit, new gun, Excuse me, and um, this is where I went to bed. Yeah, and went to bed right around this time. <laughs> I was tired. <laughs> I get it. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah, Johnny gets a new suit, new gun, um, and then he has to head to. Uh, he has to, It's late at night. He's got to head to Soccer Kerber for sunrise. He's got to be there before sunrise. If uh, if anyone, if like any of the participants do not reach the 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 place by sunrise, then uh, they will be executed. So he has to make it there by sunrise. Um, uh, and, and there's a nice, uh, there's, there's like a nice scene, like whenever John, so he's being taken by boat to like the spot where he can make his way to soccer curve. And he is talking to the Bowery King and to Winston about, uh, what they want on their tombstones when they die, you know, and Winston says like whenever Sharon died, where when he was burying Sharon, he didn't know what to put on his grave, but then he decided on friend, uh, the Bowery King decided he, he said when he dies, he wants his to say, long live the King. <laughs> um John's is John says loving he husband. wants his to say loving husband which is so cute. <laughs> Very tragic. Yeah. Should have just said yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, John Wig born this day, died this day in quotes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um so uh yeah, anyway, uh then we just get uh one enormously long action sequence. But that is, I do not say enormously long. It's a bad thing. It's an incredible thing. Um, yeah, so John, he is making his way to Soccer Kura. However, the Marquis, he puts a uh, puts a $26 million price on John's head. And he does this to prevent him from reaching the duel at sunrise. Um, and then he has it go out on the radio. Nice little reference, too, with the... With the uh, the uh the the, radio, the the lady radio jockey she said that she she points out that the radio station is called WUXIA which is Wuxia which is obviously a style of a uh, of kung fu movies like all the movies with everybody flying around on wires and stuff like that <laughs> which I loved like whenever we first saw that movie in the theater and she said WUXIA I was like oh my god seriously that's <laughs> like Wuxia that's so cool um so uh, anyway yeah. Then we get a uh, yeah again we just get one really long action sequence. John is like John is 
riding in cars and shooting and fighting everybody. And, you know, this is what I was talking about earlier with uh, Marco's Aurora's character. His character, so much happens to him throughout the sequence, and it's just like, why won't you die? The dude gets hit by a car, gets mauled by dogs. He falls off the staircase and falls like four floors and hits the ground, but he just keeps getting up. He just keeps coming back. It's the suit. It's the suit, yeah, <laughs> probably. Um, but anyway... Uh, so yeah, we, we just get this really huge sequence, and I love it. It is so good. I love especially like when they get to the building, and John is just like shooting all the guys with the, the shotgun, and it's, it's got like the incendiary rounds. So every time he shoots them, they're just like engulfed in flames. I love that. That's so cool. And I love the overhead camera work they do, very reminiscent of like those old like old video games like where it's like overhead shooter games. I love that stuff, too. That's really cool. Um and there's some comedy, like in in uh, in this throughout the sequence, too, like with the tracker, um, the uh, <laughs> the marquee keeps calling him to get him to he help. Just... Yeah, he keeps calling him to get him to help, and he's like, and he's um, he's like saying, you know, he's like, I, I need your help, and he says, oh, twenty six not enough, you know, he's he's just bumping up to thirty, you know, and he's he, and then. You know, he's like saying no, and then the tracker just hangs up on. Him. He calls him back, and he, he says, "Okay, now now it's thirty five. And I love like he 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 hangs up on him that second time, and the marquee just kind of laughs, and then he just throws his phone, and then he calls him again on a landline. <laughs> 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 and he breaks phone. like, "Ah, oh, shit! I shouldn't have done that." And so he calls him on his landline, and uh, but then he calls yeah he calls the tracker again. And the tracker says. Now it's forty, <laughs> yeah. So now, see, and uh, but the marquee agrees. See, now the bounty on on John's head is now forty million, and so the tracker he goes after John. Him and John fight. Uh, Marco's character he also gets involved, um, and just when uh, so remember the tracker's dog. Just when uh, Marco uh, he is fixing to kill the tracker's dog because this dog just keeps keeps like mauling him and stuff like that. He's had issues with this dog throughout the sequence. Um, he is fixing to kill the dog, but John sees him and redemption. He, yeah, he shoots. He shoots Marco uh, to keep him from killing the dog, and that's when Marco falls like falls over the staircase. I really thought he was dead right there, but no, he came back. <laughs> um, but yeah, after John saves the tracker's dog, the tracker decides to stop pursuing him because he saved his dog. Yeah, and yeah, like Amber said, redemption. You know, this is um, like in, in a in a manner of speaking, he couldn't save his dog, but he saved another. That's one. cool and all, but my <laughs> dog is not more important than forty million dollars. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Apparently, that dog is worth more to him than forty million dollars because he because he stopped oh, really? going, he stopped going after him. Oh, really? Pay your bills with the dog. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and try it. The dog will get a job. It's <laughs> oh, on the police force. Yeah. Get a paycheck. Yeah, canine. Oh, um, okay. So, uh, so anyway, yeah, uh, uh, John, he, uh, he starts making his way up the stairs. I don't remember how many stairs that was. Over 200, I think. Something like that. I think it was over 200 steps. He goes up the stairs. And this particular moment right here, this also got, like, a lot of buzz. Like, I remember this was, like, really trending on the internet, and a lot of people were visiting that staircase after this movie. Much like they did with the Joker movie. Remember, like, when that movie came mm -hmm. out, everybody was visiting that staircase and I don't remember what it was, Detroit or something. But, um... I don't remember what I was. Sorry if it's not Detroit. But um, anyway, uh, yeah. So John, he like, makes his way up the stairs. And again, really long staircase. Like, like over 200 steps probably. Um, but he gets, I don't know. He maybe gets like a little over halfway there. But then Marco, he comes back. Thought he was dead. Uh, he comes back. He knocks John all the way down those stairs. There's no getting up when you roll yeah, down Yeah, he's just stairs. rolling and rolling and rolling. And then he like, and then... 
And then, like, he, he rolls, like, probably, like, he got maybe a little over halfway, but then he just, like, rolls him down, like, all these steps. And then Margaret comes back, beats John up some more, and then throws him down the rest of the stairs, and he's all the way back to the bottom. And it's, like, so close to sunrise, too. Yeah, he's, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, uh, so, yeah, John, he gets, he gets knocked all the way down back to the bottom of the stairs. He's back to square one. And uh, Kane shows up. And uh, Kane tells, uh, or Kane te- he helps John up. He says, I need you to get to the top of those stairs. He's, he's like, ask me, he says, when is sunrise? And John says, two, probably three minutes. And he, he says, I need you to get up those stairs. And so he helps John, you know, again, another another great moment, something that I really wanted. Uh, John and Kane team up to to get up the stairs. Um, and uh, they're fighting everybody on their way back up the stairs. Uh, there's a really great moment where... Uh, Kane uh is fighting with Marco and Marco tells him he says he, he like his Kane's fixing to shoot him and Marco says he says you can't kill me and and then Kane's like yeah you're right but then he hits him <laughs> He's, he says he says but I can't hit you motherfucker <laughs> yeah I love that um and then the tracker he shows up and he he gets his dog to uh to attack Marco's uh private area <laughs> And like, he tears that shit. Up. Yeah, it, it, yeah. Like that's another funny thing about 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 that character about that dog. Is that anytime he says nuts, the dog goes for the nuts. <laughs> um, but yeah, the dog. He's like he's like he's biting Marco on the like in, in, on the nuts, and he says he says you hurt my puppy, and then he shoots him in the head and kills him. Like finally, he is dead. No, he'll, he'll be all right. He'll, yeah, he'll, he'll be all right. He'll get up in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. um... So yeah, John and Kane, they make it to the top right at sunrise or just on time. And uh, the tracker, he's also sitting there watching. Uh, he watches the duel. And so, um, so yeah, Kane and John, they uh, they both get dueling pistols. They start at 30 paces apart from each other. Um, they both uh, they both fire their first shots, and they both get wounded in the arm. So it's like the bullet just kind of grazed both of their arms. Um, and so they need to... They need to shoot again, this time at 20 paces, so they get closer. Shoot again, uh, John gets hit in the shoulder, and Kane gets hit, like, right like right in the hip, probably, I think. Right in the appendix. Yeah, like right in that, like right in that area. Um, uh, and <laughs> I love when he shoots him, and Kane, he goes, he's like, nice. <laughs> that was a good shot. Um, and so, yeah, but they're both still standing, and so they get they get to 10 paces, they got to get closer, and... Uh, Whenever they get to the ten paces, uh, Winston he goes up to John. He's Winston is giving John the bullets for each shot. Uh, Winston he walks up to John and he says, "Just kill him," because you know John doesn't want to kill him, and he probably and you know Kane doesn't want to kill him either probably. So, but yeah, anyway, Winston he gives him that last one says, "Just kill him," and so they're at they're at the ten paces and uh, the harbinger yells fire, and then John he raises his gun. Kane raises his and he shoots John, like in that same area, kind of like in the stomach, stomach area, something like that. Um, and John falls, he falls down, you know. So he's like, "Oh, he's probably done." Um, and just when it seems like John is finished, he's probably, you know, the next shot he can't even he can't even stand, you know. So the next shot's probably going to kill him. Um, right when it, you know, just it seems like it's it's all over for John. The Marquis says, "Wait," he says, "I wanted." He's like, "I want to deliver the kill shot. I want to deliver that that last shot." He's like, I claim the, the coup de grace. He says, I claim I claim the coup de grace. So he um so he takes uh he takes Kane's pistol and um oh let me back up real quick. I just remembered something. Uh uh right before the duel started, 
and uh, and uh, the Marquis he gives Kane the gun and the bullet, and he tells Kane he says he says remember your daughter, and then Kane goes fuck off. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah. So yeah, the Marquis he claim he he wants to uh, he wants to, he claims he wants to deliver that last that last shot. Um, and uh, right as he's fixing to shoot John, <laughs> Winston goes. He said, Winston says, you arrogant asshole. He didn't shoot. Yeah, John did not fire his third shot. And then he like looks at, the Marquis like looks at John and John says, consequences. And he shoots him in the head and kills him. The consequences. <laughs> consequences. Oh, uh, yeah. And he, yeah, he kills the Marquis and uh, he, he wins the duel. He is free from the table. Uh, Winston's going to get the hotel back. Kane is free. His daughter is free. And uh, Mr. Krabs, or sorry, the Harbinger, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the the harbinger he says he says okay he's like well he says you're you're free so our business is our business is done here good day gentlemen and so he leaves and um and uh kane and uh johnny like they talk they talk real quick and and john he tells kane he says you owe me one because because kane had said the same thing to him earlier he told he told him you owe me one and then he cut his hand with the sword <laughs> but um yeah johnny tells him says you owe me one and kane says yeah and then he he leaves and then uh, John, he stands up. He stands up to his feet, and he tells Winston. He asks Winston to take him home, and Winston says, "Of course." And then John, he goes to sit on the steps, and uh, like in, in those like last moments, he thinks about Helen, his wife, and then he seemingly dies. And then we cut to some time later. We see Winston, the Bower King, and John's dog, his pit bull from uh, the other two, the other two movies, um, or other three. Sorry, other three movies. Um, uh, they're they're looking at John's grave, and his the tombstone says, "Loving husband," and uh, and the Bower King he asks Winston, he says, "Uh, he he says, uh, what is it? see where where do you think he is? Mm-hmm. Is that what he said? He says, where do you think he is?" And uh, I'm forgetting what Winston said. So I'm like, "Was it? Did he say does it matter?" Or or it's like I'm not sure or something like that. I don't I don't remember what he said. <laughs> I'm like drawing a blank. But anyway, yeah, he asks, uh, you know, he asks Winston, like, where do you think he is? And I, I think Winston said, you know, he, de- he doesn't know. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, and then uh, movie ends. However, there is a post credit scene. Uh, because, of course, there is. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't Marvel, though, you know, so this isn't that bad. Um but anyway, yeah, we we do get a post credit scene. We see Kane. He is fixing to reunite with his daughter, but then Akira shows up and she's got a knife, and then that's it. We end. <laughs> yeah, he's fixing to reunite with his daughter, but then Akira reemerges, and obviously she is fixing to kill him. Did she? She ain't gonna kill. No, we don't know. No, she ain't killing. <laughs> Montero's like, I don't know you about can't that. Can't sneak up on a blind man. Oh, um, sure you can. No, you can't. <laughs> Their hearing is very good. It's enhanced. No, babe. He's not Daredevil. It doesn't have to be Daredevil. <laughs> Mommy they always say if you <laughs> they always say if you lose your sight, one of your it's like more enhanced. It like yes, makes his taste for, got better. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Yeah. Would you say mommy's got this? Mommy's got this. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Yeah, that's uh anyway, yeah. That's it. That's John Wick chapter four. And yeah, I said at the beginning, this is my new favorite John Wick movie. I think this movie is just amazing. It is so good. It's so much fun. Uh, and I really, I really want to see, I really do want to see more. I mean, on one hand, this is like one of those things where it's like, okay, you know, if this was the last movie, I'd be okay with that. Because 
it did end in it, it ended in a manner where it's like, okay, you close the book, but also it's not closed necessarily, you know. So there could be more, but if not, that's okay. I'm totally fine with that. But apparently this isn't the end. Apparently a fifth movie is in development. So we'll see what happens. And um there's also supposed to be a director's cut of this movie on the way. Chad Stahelski announced it a little while back. I think like towards the end of Towards the end of last year, he announced that there was going to be a director's cut. But that's all we know. We don't know when it's going to be out or whatever. So, yeah, no no telling when that's coming. I would like to see that, though, because cause they, he actually did say, I think he said that they shot two endings. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the and the ending we see in the movie, that's obviously what we get. But there is, he's, I think he said that there was another movie, another ending, sorry, another ending in the movie showing, like, that. that's like a stronger indication that John is not dead. So... I mean, you know, we'll we'll see what happens. I would really see the director's cut. Um, you know, and then, of course, we are getting a spinoff, the ballerina spin. The spinoff comes out in June of this year. Um, and uh, I think Keanu's supposed to be in that one. I think maybe to a very small degree, but I'm, I, I think they said he's going to be in it too. And Lance Reddick's going to be in it as well. Apparently, this is, this is going to be his last his last movie. He filmed this just before he passed, so that'll be his last movie. It'll be, it'll be nice to see him again too. But, uh... Yeah, that was John Wick Chapter 4. I love this movie. And, <laughs> and I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> that's, all, that's all I got to say. I mean, okay, I mean, I, I will ask, I will ask Monterey, so like, now that we've gotten through it, I mean, what is it, uh, what is it about this movie that, I mean, I, I know you, I'm sure you still enjoy it, but, you know, is is there something that is kind of like holding, holding, that's like holding it back for you? Like, you, you, you probably can't say it's your favorite or not the best one, you know? Is there something that's probably holding it back for you? No, I'm not. No, I'm not saying that it couldn't be my favorite. It's holding me back. I'm just trying to decipher the difference between three. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> you know, that was my only thing. It was, no, it was a great movie. I enjoyed it. Enjoyed all the cast that they put together. Shout out to the casting director. Um, enjoyed the fight scenes. It was um, three hours of literally nonstop action and a bunch of non-dialogue from John Wick as usual. Yeah. Uh I, I but no, it, it was um I, I will put it I will put it at the top. I will give it its credit. Okay, I'll give it that in So you so it you you for you it's like it's potentially the best one probably? Or, or it's, you know, it's top two maybe? It's it's the best one. Okay. I'll go on record and say <laughs> it it's the best one. Yeah. Screw that dog. <laughs> <laughs> you still, I, I love how you're still sticking to the fact that the dog's not going to pay the bills. <laughs> it, I mean, I think no offense to you know dog owners who just love their pets as their babies, but if they come and take your house. You can't sleep under the dog. You can, but it won't be very warm. <laughs> well, if the dog's the dog's got like a thick enough coat, probably warm enough. <laughs> No. <laughs> I take yeah. the 40 mil. The 40 mil, yeah. I mean, I, I guess I would take that too. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, 40 million is 40 million. Anyway, yeah, babe, do you have, do you have anything to you have anything to add? I mean, do you I don't I don't remember if I had asked asked you this or not, but I mean, where 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 would you rank this among the John Wick movies? At the top? You you'd say this is the best one. I can't watch the first one. We, I can't we, even. We I, know. I can't even get through it. <laughs> we know. The say, action does not make up for it. I can't even get through it. <laughs> I will say this: Kane is the reason my my baby got shot, and I don't like that. 
Yeah, and I hope she kills him. I think you and I are going to go to war. So we, we might yeah. have to. <laughs> that's, that, this is the John Wick spinoff we need. We might have to. <laughs> yeah, we, Daddy versus Mommy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Monterius versus Amber. <laughs> By definition, I have to take my wife's side. Even, even you, want, you want Donnie to live, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I I would like both of them to live. Okay, like that's that's what I want. I want them. No, to resol- I want them to resolve their differences. No, no you made your choice. You did to me. <laughs> you know, it's too late. <laughs> but no, this what uh, yeah, this is the best one. Didn't yeah, I would definitely say this is definitely this is definitely top notch. It's so good. Fine, I'll give number one. I'll give number one second. <laughs> yeah, same. But three, I'd put at the bottom. I'm sorry, but I put it at the bottom. That is not. But it's not a bad thing, though. That's not indicative of the movie. It's first, still first amazing. First of all, I'm getting my movies my movies confused. Santino's the second one. Yes. Two goes at the bottom. Okay, wait. May, maybe two will have to go at the bottom because Santino pissed me off. Maybe two will have to go at the bottom because I, yeah. I he got on my nerves. Yeah. Okay, maybe two has to go at the bottom. Yep. Yeah. I did enjoy three. There was a lot of action. No, I did too. I love three. I'm not saying I don't love it. It's, okay, it's well then amazing. mine would be four, one, three, two. Yeah, I I I, I say four, one, two, three. Okay, well, <laughs> but that's just me. You're an ass. <laughs> <laughs> like, really? <clears throat> hey, we all we all have different tastes. But uh, yeah. Anyway, that's it for this one. <laughs> He's like, whatever. Yeah. I would like to see a prequel though. Because they, do they ever say how John, like, because they don't elaborate on the high table till two, right? They don't extend I think, it? Yeah, I think so. I don't think they really talked about that one until the second movie. So do we... Wouldn't it be pretty cool if Roman Reigns was at the high table? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Head of all tables? Yeah, definitely. Like, that, that, would, that would be like a really... That would be a really introduction funny... introduction into Hollywood. Come on. Yeah, that would be a really stable. funny twist. Like, we finally get to see hey. all the members of the high table and then... You know, we we meet their leader. It's Roman Reigns. Hey, of course, stay with me now. He's the head of the table. Hey, give give him a call now. Yeah, because there's one like he hides. He gets rid of all his his weapons. Right? They're yeah, already he buried he, them. But do they ever say why he buried them? Like no, they the just say movie? that they just say that he that he was an assassin. In the first movie, they just say he was an assassin and a very good one. Everybody's afraid of him, and that's pretty see, much I'd it. Like to elaborate, like how he got started. So you want to you want to see like his early days and see him with Helen, like when she was alive and all that. Because all we've got to go on is that she's his like memories, his and, memories. Yeah, and, I'd like to see a prequel, like back how back. he got started as an assassin. Yeah, I mean that that could work you in could, some could def- some form. Yeah, they could definitely do something that kind of showcases early days. Um, Excuse me, but uh, but yeah. Anyway, that's it for the that's it for that one. Thank you everybody for tuning in to episode seventy three of Caleb's Kung Fu Cinema. Um, the very next episode, of course, episode seventy four is going to be out on March fifteenth, and uh, we actually already talked about this movie uh, right at the beginning of the episode, and I really want to do this one. So for episode seventy four, I want to do Jet Li's Fist of Legend. Yeah, it's that time. <laughs> yeah. We've already talked about my favorite Jelly movie, well, Fearless, so we're going to go with my second favorite one. Am I going to cry during this one? No. You've okay. watched this with me before. Okay, but then yeah. I think we're okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and Monterey, see, I, you said you might have seen this a really long time ago. But I'm just going to put it out there. I'm not going to remember it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, if I did watch it, I don't remember. Really, yeah, you I, wouldn't remember. I don't but. really remember, and I have to watch it again. Yeah. No, that movie is incredible. I really love Fist of Legend. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm definitely looking forward to doing that one, so... Yeah. What year did that come out? 94. 
94? Yeah, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't born, so. <laughs> I thought you were born in 94. I was born in 95. Oh, <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're a year younger than me. I didn't know that. Yeah, I, th- I thought I thought you were born in 94. <laughs> Do I look old? You don't want me to answer that. I mean, I'll be, I'll be 30 <laughs> this year. Do I look like I'm about to be 30? Because don't don't answer that. <laughs> look, people tell me I look like I'm 20. So yeah. Anyway. <laughs> 17 sometimes. I'm like, what? Yeah. Okay, yeah, anyway, that's yeah, that's it for this one. So, uh, yeah, once again, episode 74 is going to air March 15th. We're going to be talking about Fist of Legend. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I think you have a birthday to wish. I think you forgot to mention another daddy's birthday is today. Uh, who's? Today is Eco Weiss's birthday. Oh, it is. I, yeah, I forgot about that. He's yeah. 41 today. Yeah. Happy birthday to Eco Elias. Yes, the legend from the Raid films. <laughs> so, uh, but that's it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's all. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. So, yeah, thank you guys. Until March 15th on episode 74, we talk about this, a legend. Take care, guys. We'll see you next time.